What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. I'm trying to figure out if there is a lesson that I'm supposed to learn or something that I'm supposed to grab by uh, way of the challenging week that I have had. So first, let me just, let me tell you the first story, which is like kind of set the tone for this week. Uh, Went to Seattle for Thanksgiving, which was good. You know, I had a good time. Um, It was good. Uh, Came home and took the shuttle to the parking lot and didn't see my car. So I'm like, this is the first time I've parked in this new economy lot. So I'm like, well, maybe I, maybe I was just really flustered when I dropped the car off. So, you know, I just got to focus. So I walked around the, this huge lot and I'm like, no, I, I know where I parked. So uh, a woman who was sort of the parking lot security is driving by and she's like, do you need help? I'm like, yeah, I can't find my car. It's, silver and I'm looking for it and um, she's like okay well here's what you do uh, I'll call somebody to help they'll look up your just get your license plate ready they'll look up by your license plate uh, and they'll help you find your car to so go stand by the um, shuttle bus stop so I go stand by the shuttle bus stop guy comes by lets me put my luggage in the back of his you know Honda pilot or whatever we ride around the parking lot looking for my car during this process, I get this inkling that maybe it was towed. So I say to the gentleman, did you guys tow this weekend since you're just opening this new economy lot? And uh, by the way, this is all at the Sacramento uh, airport and um, like here in Sacramento. Um, so they're like, no, nah, we didn't tow any cars. It was the first weekend, la, 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 la. So we're driving around. You know, I'm not really quite sure what the strategy is for driving around. I felt like, gosh, I could have just walked around this parking lot with myself. Being in the car and being kind of driven around was a really kind gesture, but I felt like, you know, if you ask you dumb questions when you feel like you've lost something, like, do you remember where you had it last? Well, if I remember where I had it last, then I would not have lost it. Anyway, it was a, it was a lot of that. So... Finally, the guy gets a call, the guy that's driving me around this massive parking lot uh, looking for my car, and he says, oh, I got some bad news for you. Uh, your car was actually removed from the lot. So I'm thinking, okay, what's that? Is that code for, you know, what happened? My car had been towed from the lot, and so they gave me the phone number for the gentleman that I'm supposed to call that's supposed to give me information about where exactly my car is. So he gives me the phone number. I'm trying to get out of this Honda Pilot that they're driving me around to show me potentially where my car could be. Grab my luggage out. I'm talking to this guy. And he says to me, your car was towed because you had a conversation 
with someone who told you, you are parked in an illegal spot, you need to move your car, and you refused. Now, okay, let me just sort of rewind back to the, the set the stage for how we even get here. Um, the Sacramento airport has one economy parking lot. Uh, it has a, a cell phone, a free cell phone lot, uh, and has a number of garages and parking structures that are closer to the airport that cost more. So when I get to the airport on Thanksgiving for my 12.05 flight, I realized that the economy lot is full, and the only lot that's full is the $28. The only lot that has avail- availability is the $28 lot. So I'm not parking in that. So immediately my mind is thinking, like, I don't live that far from the airport. Drive my car back real quick, call an Uber, uh, get back to the airport, jump on my flight. I didn't have anything to check. So I did remember last time, however, that because I, I drove by the economy lot again and I see all these empty spots. So I decided I'm going to call the 1-800 number, the 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 parking customer service line for the airport and ask them what's going on. So I call the, the number and the woman who answers the phone is like, you know, we just opened a brand new economy lot where the free cell phone lot is. And she's like, park anywhere. You know, just remember your license plate number and then, you know, you pay in advance and then you, um, you know, and I, so I asked her a couple of questions about that. Um, but when I got there to the, to the uh, new economy lot, there was no visible signage or anywhere that it said, you know, parks, I drove around a lot for a while. I didn't see any place to pay. It was the first time I guess the lot had just opened. Clearly, a lot of people knew about this because there was a lot of people parked in the parking lot. I ended up going around the perimeter of the parking lot looking for somewhere to park, and I find a place to park right across from where the shuttle is. I see the shuttle. I'm excited about the fact that I'm parked close to where the shuttle is. I mean, as fast as I can, I grab my stuff. I jump in the shuttle. It takes me to the airport. I get on the plane. I fly to Seattle. Boom. Flights 30 minutes early, like just perfect situation. No time uh, in my communication did I ever speak to anybody aside from the woman on the phone who told me that the new economy lot had just opened. So when the gentleman tells me that I have an argument with someone and they ask me to move and I refuse to, quite naturally I have a lot of questions. When the guy starts like kind of pushing me off, telling me I should, uh, I, I, in error parked in the free cell phone lot because the angle that I came into the lot was the back of the lot and there was no signage that said this is the cell phone lot and again the woman on the phone told me to park anywhere um so I'm thinking like surely my car will be here everything will be fine um as I was on the bus I started asking other people so when you guys got to that lot did you was the gate open because the gate was open when I came in and there was no way to pay. So everybody else is kind of talking to each other in the shadow and everybody's like, yeah, I didn't pay either. So I know that I'm not the only one that's in this same situation. So this gentleman, so I'm asking him, so who exactly 
did I have this altercation with? What's their name? You know, give me this information so I can write it down. He tells me where my car is. I called the tow company. They tell me that it was two hundred and forty dollars to uh to to it was two hundred and forty dollars, two hundred and twenty dollars one of them to tow my car and then sixty dollars a day for storage. So I it's four hundred dollars. It comes to four hundred dollars and the lady is like, if you come and pick it up tonight, we have to call a manager to open it, open up the gate. That's an extra hundred and ten dollars. So it'll be five hundred and ten dollars. If you wait in the morning, it'll be an additional sixty dollars, which you might be able to talk up the management. But I'm so like taken by this erroneous conversation that I allegedly had with somebody where the and the gentleman that I'm talking to, he refuses to tell me the name. He said he can't give me any information. So I'm like, so how do I file a complaint? Because this is an accident. This is a mistake. Like some something is wrong with this uh scenario. And he's like, you you Google Sacramento Airport and then you go to the bottom and you click on contact us. I mean, it was just something like really like not helpful. So long story short, when I go the next morning to pick up my car, I ended up paying $460. Um, The manager there, um, contrary to what the person on the phone said, offered me no grace with regard to uh, getting my, getting the $60 wave. So I ended up paying the $460 instead of $400. And... I heard once from the, I, I did end up finding a place to make a complaint about the customer service and the information that I was received that was erroneous and nothing. I got an email back from the from somebody saying, the manager said he told you several times to move. I'm like, no, this is a lie. I never, I never even talked to a manager. So I, I found out. Um, when I got to the tow truck, that the person who was alleging that I had this erroneous conversation with somebody who worked for Sacramento Parking was indeed the person that I was talking to on the phone. So he knew he was lying. Like he knew he was making it up. Anyway, it's just so crazy because there's just no justice. People just get to screw you over with no accountability. And it, it's just, it's just very interesting. So that's that's kind of the way that my week started. And, you know, I pray, you know, ask folks that I pray with, you know, to, to agree with me in prayer and asking God to, you know, turn the situation around. I mean, of course, like paying $460, plus I got a $53 ticket on top of that. Um, paying this amount of money, uh, in December, in between trips and such, is just the biggest. Like I can't communicate with my mouth how huge of a inconvenience and and just I can't even I can't. Especially when you know that the situation that you're in, like I mean, I can, I can take responsibility. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I missed a sign. Maybe I was confused because the lot was new. I just. But the the whole fabrication of me having this false interaction, it was just, it's just all very frustrating to think about. And so naturally, like in the interim, because I know that God is able, I mean, it's just $460, you know, I know that that's not like a huge number, you know, in, in heaven. I mean, God can, you know, drop 
$460 in my bank account tonight if he wanted to. But it's this idea of like people getting away with doing something that like to them is just one lie, right? Like one fabrication that has such a, um, you know, such a deeper impact on somebody else's life and such. So naturally, like, what can you, what can you learn? Um, the first thing that was really interesting to me because sometimes we get in bad situations. And I think that as somebody who has accepted the call to preach and to be a servant leader, sometimes the cost that you pay when you accept that responsibility uh, is difficulty that you shouldn't complain about, right? So, I mean, the good thing is that I had $460 plus $53, you know, to, to, to pay this and to get my car. Um, the other thing that happened as a result of this that probably would not have happened um, had I not had this instance is the person who picks me up in the lift um, happened to be someone who needed to hear about Jesus as a result of some difficulty that she was having with her children. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, the, my first response, like the good thing is that the trauma associated with this, like trying to unravel all this is just so heavy that the, really the only thing that helps me to sort of escape this in the moment was being able to talk to somebody about something bigger than tow trucks and cars and parking lots and 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 so that was very powerful and so but I was also thinking to myself okay lord if you are just wanted me to talk to this lady about Jesus you know and about God's ability to save her children like we could you could have found lord we could have found a you know maybe a freeway to handle this <laughs> quite naturally i'm just thinking like wow you know, um, there I haven't I haven't had like a resolution. Like I don't like I don't feel a lot of peace about it because you know sometimes you and I'm being transparent because I think that sometimes we sell a false narrative about what it means to pray and to sit in expectation. I, I, I'm I not in denial about God's ability. I know he can do anything. I don't doubt that. Uh, but I sit in this space of like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to learn or get or grow from the, what are the lessons that you want me to learn? And how does this grow my faith in any way? Like, what are the opportunities that are there, you know, um, for me? And I guess the other piece is just really being able to sit in gratitude for the fact that, again, I was able to pay. And there are so many circumstances that people are experiencing in the world that are so much worse than, you know, paying $500 for 
of parking mishap, right? Like there's so many things that are going on in the world that have a deeper and greater impact on people's lives. And this is just my little thing that I'm, you know, making a big deal of, but it really isn't. That's a hard, um, that's a hard reality. It's a harsh reality too, because to an extent it's like you're living in this, in this lack of gratitude without recognition of God's power and his grace and what he has already accomplished for you. Um, so I mean, in no way am I saying like God disappointed me. Um, but I also want to know, like, you know, you just kind of sometimes want to know, like, what now? What am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to see? Um, I think that we can't escape, you know, the harsh realities of life just because we have faith or we believe God, or we're saved, or we go to church. There's some really difficult things that we have to pass through, we have to go through, and our understanding of those things don't always happen immediately. Like, we don't always get the answer that we're looking for, the, 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 the lesson that God is trying to teach us sometimes isn't as evident immediately. Um, sometimes we have to wait, you know, a little while. Sometimes we have to wait a lot of while, right? And it's hard in those seasons to understand the why because only God knows the why. Um, and sometimes we can be over-focused on justice and equity and feeling heard and feeling safe and feeling like you're being treated fair, that we forget the bigger picture, right? And it is, sometimes the bigger picture is when you make the decision to be a witness for God, to be an example for him, you, it doesn't excuse you from heartache, but it invites you in a, to, to experience heartache in a way, in a different way, for the sake of who you have sold out to. And a part of the journey of um, disappointment is figuring out a way to strike a balance between disappointment and servanthood. Because I'm not my own. I'm not happy with the scenario. But for all intents and purposes, this could be God's way of using me to help somebody else. It requires me to understand what I'm experiencing outside of my own experience. I think that's what Paul talked about when he talked about being dead to the flesh. It's like ignoring what you're feeling because you recognize that what you're experiencing is because you accepted God's will when you said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do.
And the danger of obedience sometimes is that it takes us to places that we don't always understand or get an answer to. And sometimes God gives us the answer immediately, and sometimes it takes forever, right? You know, and thanks be to God for both of those experiences, right? When God fixes it quickly, but also when God takes his time to fix what we're experiencing for our own sake and for the sake of those who watch us, who listen to us. And so I've got to realize that justice in the situation may not be through the Sacramento County airport system. It might not be through the College Oaks towing company. It might not be through the Sacramento airport operations, but whatever God wants to do to prove his sovereign to me, to prove his faithfulness to me, it's going to be better than what I expect. And I'm also open to the fact that the better is deeply and directly related to God's intended outcome and not mine, right? And so maybe I'm just whining or maybe I'm being ungrateful or whatever, but, you know, it's just this is a part of what is crafted or shaped the way I've experienced life this week. And um, not every story or podcast or episode like has this fuzzy feeling or ending. Like sometimes you just wrestle with disappointment until somehow disappointment becomes the way that you experience victory. And so... I'm praying for that for myself, but I'm also praying that for other people, that you have access to victory through the things that have hurt you or misled you or mistreated you or angered you or confused you or were seemingly unfair, that you experience like the glory of God through those things and that even if the gift of it all is that you have peace that you can't explain, that even that's beautiful, right? Right? Even if it's that whenever you think about that mishap or that thing that you were dissatisfied with, you feel a peace come over you. Maybe that's the only reward that you get. And then you're able to talk about God's peace, you know, next time somebody is, you know, even if that's it, like, I pray that we sit in a space of gratitude for what we have and what we don't have and who gave it to us, literally. So, I don't know, y'all. That's all I kind of just wanted to say. I didn't even have any notes or anything. I was, like, just putting it out there. I'm just going to lay it all out and, um, you know, hope for the best. But anyway, I hope you guys have a good day. My next episode is going to be jovial and exciting. And, you know, it's going to be something to think about and all this kind of stuff. And I won't be rambling. I have something written down and it'll be great. This is what God wanted me to say today. I'm going to say a word of prayer because if you're listening still, maybe something that I have said resonates with you. And that's my hope. Uh, God, um, this little 
story of my own disappointment in people and things that happen to us in life, I know it's just really small to you because you are the God of all flesh. You have everything. Everything has you. Uh, And so this is no big deal to you. And I thank you for being that kind of God that is so big that even the things that are of utmost worry in our lives are just minuscule things that you can handle with ease. So thank you for that. I'm praying that those who listen would be inspired to believe you and to trust you and not to give up and not to surrender and not to quit, but to keep going as long as they can. I'm praying that uh, satisfaction or the lack of satisfaction or fatigue doesn't get in the way of what you were doing in their lives so they don't quit prematurely. And I thank you in advance for the fact that you love us so much that you will not let us go so long without understanding the what and the why and the when and the where. So thank you in advance for showing yourself strong and bringing clarity to the things that we're concerned about. In Jesus' name, amen.